the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. My, oh my, how the world is changing. Let's hit some of the stories that show where the money's going. Not where the money's been, but where it's going. Wayne Gretzky's famous quote for why he was so good at hockey. He said, I skied it to where the puck was going. I get that. If you've ever played hockey um, and you're not a very good skater, you are huffing and puffing, huffing and puffing, huffing and puffing, trying to get that puck. And then it goes somewhere else. If you knew where it was going, it save you a lot of time and effort. So I'm going to tell you where things are going. In the last couple days, uh, Fortnite Chapter 2 has come out. On Sunday morning, it went dark. The first game, the first version, I would say, the first island, had what they're now calling 10 chapters to it, or 10 levels, or 10 seasons. And they wrapped it all up and kind of sent everything into a black hole. What was fascinating about that how many people watch the black hole literally the game sucked up all of its tweets all of its messages all of its instagram its facebook page its online page turned them all off as if they were never existed and sucked into a black hole and the only thing left of your game was a black hole making a weird sound and spitting out some numbers on occasion a million people watched a black hole that's crazy a million people don't watch the nightly news do you, do you see where I'm going out with this? 250 million people couldn't play Fortnite for two days. Now, that's actually kind of a bogus number. And that's going to be the lesson of this segment, maybe, is that there's things out there called bogus numbers. 250 million people as of March 2019. That's a count that everyone looked at and goes, wow. The highest number of players active in a month, though, has only been 78.3 million. And that goes back to August 2018, saying maybe it peaked then. So which number is real? 78 million, 250 million. 250 million is 50 million more than the previous year. That's a pretty good growth. But it's also in the first quarter this year, so it may have been the peak that came off the August high. Apex Legends hit 50 million players in its first month. And again, Fortnite's only 78.3 million, so it's much bigger. But you can start seeing that some people are starting to make some headway into it. And it's, it's almost wrong to think of video games as, like, little kids' entertainment. It is. It's for the boy at heart or the kid at heart who likes to play games. But we're also buying this stuff, and there's also advertisements in it. That's the shocking part. Like, the Marshmallow concert last year that pulled in 10.8 million people? You don't think, and for the record, I don't understand why Maroon 5 played the Super Bowl. I just don't get it. They're just not that kind of iconic band. 
But you don't think they were stupid enough to say, we don't want that gig. It's too cliche. Of course they wanted that gig because it was going to be 100 million eyeballs in the United States alone. It's all about eyeballs. So Fortnite's out there. And how many people played on its uh, Chapter 2 launch? It says about 80,000 tuned in for the launch. I don't know that number, and I don't know how that's being picked up. So uh, my kids played it yesterday, first day. They're stoked. They even started coming up with stories on what's happening, parallel universes. And I'm like, the kids are talking about parallel universes. I like that. I like that a lot because there's math in this game in theory if you're doing parallel universes. It's like every Warner Brothers movie is about a parallel universe. Lighten up, Batman. Qualcomm yesterday unveiled partnerships with over 30 original equipment manufacturers. Talking about where the puck's going? 5G. They've lined up 30 OEMs from Sharp, Panasonic, Nokia, that are all going to leverage Qualcomm Snapdragon X55 5G modem. This time next year, I'm going to say this time in two years. Let's not pull a Elon Musk and be too, too soon. But 5G is going to be a disruptor. Telecoms are poised to invest a trillion dollars globally. And it brings up the question of, why do we want Huawei? Huawei? Huawei, Huawei, Huawei! Why do we want Huawei equipment in our telecom equipment? Because we just saw what China's willing to do to the NBA. Turn it off. Why, why? So there's a Chinese company called Huawei, and that's kind of my play on that. Um, if we saw what they would do to the NBA over something they didn't care for, what could they do to their tech equipment that's inside our telecom equipment? A lot of that stuff gets serviced, you know? Anyhow, um, 5G is going to be big, and it's going to, you're going to be able to say, maybe I don't need my cable company anymore. Maybe I don't need that cable modem. Huh? 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 Qualcomm designed the reference architecture to be compatible with virtually any combination of 5G spectrum and modes. So they're, they're setting standards, and they've got the partners who are going to be building the equipment. I still like Qualcomm as an investment for a long-term patient investor. It's not ideal, but it's good. It's all the work advisor for taking action on any stocks mentioned. I own shares of Qualcomm, and I still like it. I'd buy more. Um, unfortunately, there's a lot of stocks that I wish I could buy more of. So, and indexes as well. Hey, that Acorn app is still working out for me. Um, it's an app that you can round up numbers to and start investing. Little as $5. You kind of see the point now. The point being is you can kind of see it in the world of... I'll move on. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Don't get a lot of calls, but I should throw that out there. JB Hunt Transport Services, better than expected quarter. United Airlines, better than expected quarter. Now, JB Hunt did miss expectations, but what they said about the future was kind of trumped their quarter. JB Hunt is a trucking company. It makes me want to sing, We got a great big convoy trucking down the line. Jerry, somebody saying that back in the 70s, right? And like that's as much of the memory as you have. But as a kid, it was a great song because kids are fascinated with trucks. And then there's BJ and the Bear on ABC and like handsome Greg Evigan driving around the country with a monkey. Um, 
There you go. It kind of had its own little life in our head. Do you remember CBs? I wanted a CB when I was in third grade. I don't know why I wanted a CB, but I wanted a CB. So if J.B. Hunt's trucking, that's a good sign for the economy. But on the other side, retail sales were unexpectedly declined in September. So maybe those truckers are going to lose jobs. We have heard about truckers losing a lot of jobs uh, because the strife going on with China trade war. But J.B. Hunt managed. Banking earnings are important. You want banks to do well. I don't care if you own banks or not. You want them to do well. It's kind of a sign that the overall health of the economy is there. I took out a loan on an Apple phone for 0% interest for two years. It just got paid off. I got an email saying, hey, it just got paid off. So the company that loaned the money didn't make much money, but Apple you know, got their phone sold, and it's economic activity, right? Um, long story short, loans are good, and when loans are being paid... More loans happen. They make little baby loans. And now I have the choice of now that I don't have a phone payment, I can go out and spend money on something else. Maybe another phone. Anyway, convoy. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and your money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. And streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. One of my favorite artists, David Lynch, had a great career breaking new ground in music in the 70s and early 80s with the Talking Heads, probably considered one of the first alternative bands as far as breaking radio formats from the pop music and the rock and roll subcategories into something a little different. Um, Went on and left the Talking Heads. Groups can't get along forever. Small groups are all meant to fail. Um, Went very international. There is um, a video of his that I saw in the 80s, I want to say late 80s, early 90s, called Between the Teeth. And he's just rocking, it's just a a movie, a concert movie, of him in South America, and with a whole South American band. And it was awesome. I remember seeing it going, I've never seen anything like this. What a great feeling, right? Now... I've spent money on concerts like the talking head and I I have these experiences that I I treasure. I'm not going to knock you for whatever you treasure. I get it. Mine's silly, but here's one where I may knock you. I was uh, listening to a little CNBC in the shower this morning. I flipped between CNBC and Bloomberg and they said, coming up, we're going to talk with the CEO of Under Armour, Kevin Plank. And Richard Branson from Virgin Galactic. I'm like, oh no, why are they talking together? Well, it, it turns out that Virgin Galactic unveiled a whole full line of spaceware created specifically for private astronauts. Now, go with this for a second. Private astronauts? That's the, the phrase that should have gone through your head. Virgin Galactic spacecraft is going to carry as many as six passengers along with two pilots to the edge of space. You're going to need a spacesuit for this. The spaceship is dropped from a jet-powered aircraft at about 40,000 feet. So you're going to go up in a big rocket 
that's attached to a plane. Or something like a plane. Then they're going to drop you and your rocket's going to fire. And you're going to hit three times the speed of sound as it climbs through the Earth's atmosphere. Roaring. Then you're going to be weightless for about ten minutes. You're going to float around. The roar will be quiet. And then you're going to glide back down to Earth. Much like a traditional aircraft. This is all going to happen next year. And that's why Under Armour's getting in on the astronaut meets athleisure design. With clothes specifically designed for private astronauts. There's a training suit. Footwear. A limited edition jacket. And a space suit. Um, how much do you think that's going to cost? Now again, you're going to get to go to... You're going to be in orbit for 10 minutes. You're going to be weightless for 10 minutes. I, 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 I don't think you're going to even get a view of the Earth. I don't know. But how much do you think that's going to cost? 250. $250,000. Wow. I wonder how much... Um, I wonder how much you had to pony up to be Under Armour. And did Nike want this, or were they like, <laughs> stupid? Virgin Galactic is going to have a valuation of about $1.5 billion. They're going to come public. So this is where it all blends together. Is there really a compelling risk-to-reward behind space tourism? Got a potential to be a $3 billion business a decade from now. Could it lead to breakthroughs that eventually get us to another planet? Sure. I'm all for it. Um, I think it's going to be an incredible waste of fuel, an incredible drain on our, our ecology, so that we could send up a couple multimillionaires and billionaires in space for 250000 Honey, I got you the most perfect birthday gift. What did you give me, honey? Did you give me a, a car? No, no, no. Did you get me a house? No, 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 no. Boat? Uh uh. uh. Got you a rocket ship. <laughs> for 10 minutes. $250,000. You know how long I have to work for $250,000? Long time. But wait till there's an explosion. How about that risk when you're reading the annual report? Yes, we expect to pull in this amount of revenue and we're going to sell add-ons like extra clothes to the general public and we're going to make a movie starring Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt has to be in every space movie now, is my opinion. Maybe Tony Stark, too. I know you're saying Robert Downey Jr. No, I want Tony Stark. Also known as Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos is Iron Man. Um, oh, I know. So is, how, how does that make you feel? 250000 for bragging rights to say that you've been to space? And again, the risk to Cisco is that someone comes along and makes a better router. The risk to Netflix is Disney comes along and, and has you know, better content and a cheaper price. The risk in Virgin Galactic probably won't be demand. Oh, it'll be demand after the first rocket blows up. Right? <laughs> Are you going to want to go in the rocket after the rocket blew up? I don't think so. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Home builder confidence hits its highest level in nearly two years, thanks to low mortgage rates. 
It's not really tied towards increases in salaries. I think home ownership is doing well in theory and the concept of home ownership is doing well because we're so well employed right now. The wages aren't great, but they're better than they were 10 years ago. So we're kind of like, ooh, I could put some money in the house and not pay rent. And we're getting it and the low mortgage rates help. But uh, when people are starting to talk about the last leg up on the stock market, they should also be talking about the last leg up for a while in the real estate market. The high end hasn't been moving a lot. It's been dropping in some markets. The middle and the low end still doing okay as far as price increases go. But people are running out of options. Vaping lung illnesses, the cases are going to climb, so says the CDC, considerably. Thank God I was never stupid enough to smoke. My dad smoked and died of cancer, (laughs) oddly enough, right? But as kids, I think you either are your dad or you're not your dad. Politically, you either are or you're not. And uh, Retail-wise, you are or you're not. Holiday traditions, you are or you're not. Thank God I'm not like him with smoking. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. A little more David Byrne. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Retail sales came out this morning. And let's just put it this way. You can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning. Uh, Retail sales fell for the first time in seven months. That makes me scared. You say, boogeyman, no. Makes me scared that there's a slowdown in the American manufacturing bleeding over to the consumer side. How many beers morning will it be? (laughs) How many beers do you think I can drink during the show? We should have a contest. Dilly dilly. Um, this is retail sales being weak for one month out of eight is in no minds, no means conclusive. It's no one's mind that it's conclusive. No one's thinking that you do kind of see a waiver though. And it brings up a little more concern and I'm starting to think, okay, if People, if retail sales were a little bit down, why did I go out and spend so much money? Maybe I shouldn't. And the next thing you know, I'm not spending as much money. Auto sales fell almost 1% in September. That's the most in eight months. Receipts at gas stations fell seven tenths of a percent, which probably reflects cheaper gasoline as we switch to seasons versus less demand. But if I saw gasoline prices surge last month, and prices fell, I'd go, huh, something not right there. If you take out automobiles, gasoline, building materials, and food services, retail sales were little changed. That's called a core figure. Consumption comprises about 66% of the United States GDP activity. Did I say that right? United States GDP activity. Yes. Um, increased at about a 4.6% annual rate in the second quarter. That was the most in one and a half years. The strength of the consumer has given President Donald Trump a lot of leverage as he protracts the trade war with China. 
He's able to say, look, 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 we got great employment. Look, 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 our economy is doing great. So now we've seen some manufacturing weakness. We've seen some auto weakness. We've seen some retail sales weakness. And we look back at the backdrop of the second quarter where it was strong and we're starting to see some weakness. Typically takes about six months. You don't know you're in a recession until you're in a recession. But this is not the right way to be going. Receipts at clothing stores rose 1.3%. Furniture stores rose six-tenths of a percent. Restaurants and bars, nominal. But it was a, it was a good showing. All, all the same. All the same? Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Earnings season, it means different things to different companies. I've already talked about Delta's earnings. Um, I've talked about Bank of America. One company that I'm going to be fascinated to watch, and I hope you as well, Tesla. Don't care about their delivery. Care about their cash at this point in time. Don't care about their new cars. I care about their cash at this point in time. Um, if you take out the bottom and the, the lowest scores, or the bottom and the lowest estimates, Tesla is expected to lose a lot of money. And again, they don't have a lot of money. And the way they get a lot of money now is to go to the stock market and say, look, we have this genius Elon Musk. A couple of years ago, that's all they needed to do. Now they are like, look, we have this guy who tends to tweet a lot, Elon Musk. And Tesla, no doubt about it, they're an electric vehicle pioneer. Investors will want to see a lot less dependency on getting more stock, cutting their shareholders' value to fuel their growth versus they, they want to see earnings at some point in time. Um, I see price targets on it, $190. This was a stock that could do no wrong at one point in time. It's down 22% year-to-date. As we start moving towards October, November, December, a lot of people who've owned the stock this year will sell it and take a tax loss. You can do some stock manipulation of your losers and your winners to kind of offset the capital gains taxes you pay on your winners. Tesla stock is flat compared with a 10% gain of the Dow, but they're down 22% for the year compared with a 16% gain in the Dow Jones Industrial Average. So year to date, year over year. You might remember that uh, the markets had a rough October, November, December last year to close out 2018. One of the more positive stories of note these days is, I think this is positive, although I don't see a lot of action yet, but there's a lot of action going on, is generation of electricity. It's the largest single contributor to the carbon emissions that are warming the planet. It accounts for 42% of global emissions. That share is likely to grow as transportation increasingly is powered by batteries instead of oil. As countries announce ambitious plans to wean their economies off fossil fuels, they have to figure out how to generate electricity. And the IREA, the International Renewable Energy Agency, I know you're saying that's a mouthful. IRENA for short. Um, 86% of electricity can be generated with renewables by 2050. I'd like to see a president say, let's make that goal 2025, 20, 2030. 
you remember how Kennedy kind of got elected on the whole, I want to put a man on the moon? And there's this big push to get the man on the moon? I think there's a TV series coming out that basically implies Russia got the man on the moon before we did and how it changed the world. We need kind of initiative here in the United States. We need something to rally around. Um, I was positive to see that. So, because it's going to get worse before it gets better. That's the consensus. Take a look at the stock market. What do we have in here today? We have the market a little lower. Relative weakness in tech names. Maybe a little hangover from the debate last night. Uh, there was a lot of talk last night about how do you break up uh, the 21st century monsters. Facebook, Google's alphabet. Did I say Facebook? Apple. What's the plan? Um, and Amazon, which I keep forgetting is not a Bay Area company. So I'm writing my script for television. I was like, Andrew Yang was kind of cool last night in the debates. He's the tech titan entrepreneur person who's from the Bay Area. And uh, when Elizabeth Warren went after breaking up Facebook, Amazon, Alphabet, it's Google. He said that's a 20th century solution to what a 21st century problem. I mostly agree with that. Elsewhere in the debate last year, the Medicare for All was talked about. And that would be positive from the insurance company's perspective. United Health Group, UNH, Cigna, Humana, HUM, Molina Healthcare, MOH. Right there on a five-fingered hand. Thumb's not a finger, right? Thumb's not considered a finger, or is it now considered a finger? So if I had five fingers and a thumb, I can count on one hand how many healthcare companies I could think of. And yet, I could probably say, if you have a job, you're probably working with United Health Group, Anthem, Cigna, Humana, or Molina Healthcare. Now... Economic populism is alive and well right now. Populism meaning Trump will say things like, we need to make America great again. That's a popular theory, thought, right? It goes back to your childhood when your daddy was listening to Bruce Springsteen and he shed a tear because he was pro-USA. USA, USA. And it's kind of interesting because... Uh, I wonder what my dad would think about companies like Nike who outsource so much of their business to Asia or Apple. I wonder if he'd be proud of the American corporate CEO who has torn down walls and gotten things produced in foreign countries. Or if he'd say, those are American jobs going overseas. I think my dad would be in that camp. But the Medicare for All, very populist um, thing to talk about. Um, a lot of European countries, this was pointed out last night, had dropped a wealth tax as unworkable. Uh, a lot of people like value-added tax, which is a highly regressive levy to pay for agendas on health care. There's no right answers. The one thing that I learned a long time ago is there's no right answers in the world. There's just compromises. I kind of agree with that in politics. Workday's having a tough day. Down 11%. It's one of those companies that IPO'd in the last few years. 
And that's one of the reasons, if you can't take an 11% bath, it's one of the reasons you stay away from companies that are new to the public, because they haven't really been trading around. Privately, everyone's been telling them, oh, you're worth a lot of money, you're worth a lot of money, you're worth a lot of money. And they go public, and that, that value is decided every day by the stock market, what people are willing to pay and to buy and people willing to sell. Um, 11% IPO drop, you know, it's, for a lot of people, that's too much. I know you better than you think I know you, having done this for such a long time in the air chair. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Big seminar coming up. You can learn more about it at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Thanks for supporting the show. I'm edging closer and closer to retirement. I think you are, too. As you get older, you start seeing your friends post pictures of their kids who are turning 18. And uh, I'm on Instagram. I don't post on Instagram, but I'm on Instagram. So I literally look at other people's pictures which is kind of uncool. But uh, a family member, her kid, she posted a picture of, and he just turned 17 or pushing 18, getting ready to go to college because he couldn't, he wasn't a good student, so he was going to college in Spain, which just is fascinating in and of itself. And uh, she goes, where does the time go? And I, I think there's a good question on that, right? 800-516-1220. When it comes to investing, you're going to regret not doing more in your 20s. That is unmistakable, in my opinion. Um, that's just going to happen. I regret not starting earlier, and I started at 18. I regret not doing more. I did the best I could, but in truth, if I were to go back in time, I bet I could find a little bit more money and be a little bit better at where it goes and when it goes and how much I did I really need front row would fifth row been good enough kind of thing and you're saying you live a privileged life trust me I feel that so 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air anything you want to talk about we can talk about I think that's going to be the biggest regret for people is not doing more sooner um let's take that (laughs) 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Money, investing, and more. Um, Taking a look at the markets today. Retail sales unexpectedly declined in September. Piecing that together a little bit closer. Second quarter had really good retail sales numbers. Third quarter of the first month, um, not so good. Kind of sideways. This month, kind of down. So the third quarter is looking to see a drop in spending. That's not what you want right before the holidays, when the bulk of shopping comes. Maybe you have the opinion, ah, we'll just we'll probably shop then. You know, it's, it's inevitable. It's kind of like the uh, baby boomers and the millennials. Baby boomers are eventually going to retire. It's going to be a drain on the system. And millennials will eventually have that call to have a baby or not. We've always had that. Oh, my 20s are fun. I'm traveling. It's all about me, me, me. Learning to love, learning to passion. And then your 30s are all about like, oh, 
I can't burn like I used to burn. So I gotta go a little bit slower and eventually go, maybe it's time to settle down. And I do. I don't want to grow old without seeing a young version of me. Probably the most selfish thing we can do is want the, the child to look like us, right? Anyhow, big banks are feeling Silicon Valley's pain right now. That's a headline that's out there. And Silicon Valley is kind of unique, if you haven't figured that out. Got a lot of lot of um, tech companies, right? And a lot of IPOs. And some of the big Wall Street companies, like Goldman Sachs, invested in companies like Uber. And they got in relatively late. And the Wii company, WeWork, which is fantastic because it's just awful. Uh, what's happened to that CEO is you feel bad for him on the PR side, but then you're like, he's got $800, $900 million. Oh, he's not going to be a multi-billionaire a couple times over. And he's just a weirdo. I mean, that's my personal opinion. Don't sue me. I just, I haven't liked his image in any way, shape or form. Yeah, his wife was big at the company. I don't like husband and wives working together. I don't know why. I'm just old school like that. I, I'm sure there's cases where it works really well, but she would, you know, fire people if she didn't like their vibe. I'm like, I wonder if I'd be fired for a bad vibe or do I, what's my vibe? So the employees are starting to turn on the founders, essentially saying, you know, we worked our hardest for you. And when push came to shove, it didn't, what you promised it to deliver. So Goldman Sachs, they said that their mark-to-market accounting, uh, they took a big bath on Uber, Vantor, and TradeWeb. So some of these IPOs that have been coming out are hurting the bigger companies, of which brings that thought. We like the innovation in the Bay Area, but at what expense? At what point in time does Goldman Sachs say, we lost $80 million on the WeWork investment. We don't want to do that again. WeWork hired a lot of people in the Bay Area. CEO of WeWork, uh, Adam Newman, uh, went out and borrowed money and lent it to friends and borrowed money and bought houses and things along those lines. I mean, it helped the economic activity. Do you think the realtor who sold him a house is going to go, sorry, your IPO didn't work out. Here's your, your commission back? Probably not. So big banks right now, the Goldman Sachs, the, the guys who help companies come public, who have an army of brokers, which I'm starting to question. With trades going to zero, are the companies that have armies of brokers and wealth managers, what's their shift going to be? More services, of course. But will they lose the ability to place young companies in the hands of people with money? You know, the Goldman Sachs used to have kind of a kind of a golden swag to it of when you worked with them, you got in on some of their IPOs that they helped bring public. But with free trading, I don't know. I don't think you really have to take big bets. And I think a lot of people are starting to learn that IPOs don't always work out the way we want them to. But I think that's bad news for the Bay Area. When you see Goldman Sachs lose $80 million, the next company that comes out of the Bay Area may not get that money. And again, I'm not feeling bad for Goldman Sachs. I'm, I'm feeling bad for the reaction in the process is that they would probably be wise to show a little bit more um, patience with throwing around their money. Now, you make silly money on the way up and you get burned with an $80 million loss and you try to cut that loss and stop it from like becoming epidemic. 
It'll be interesting to watch in the next couple of years in IPOs. We work really blew up. I'm Rob Black. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.